been stated by Sam, Josh, and Clarence are their own and in no way reflect MTG cast, Wizards of the Coast, Hasbro, or our mom, who tried really hard to teach us the right things to do and say. The following impressions left by Raiders can be helped by strong antipsychotic meds and therapy. Do not swim for up to two hours after listening to Raiders of Teferi's Puzzle Box. Previously on Raiders of Teferi's Puzzle Box. This is Steve Irwin, and you're listening to Raiders of Teferi's Puzzle Box. And tonight we have... Ashley. And she's my wife, and I like her. Yeah. No, Saturday was the... Well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the anniversary of the first time we had sex. A.K.A. our first You remember day. that, but not your actual anniversary. That's pretty awesome. Dude. How old were you when you lost your virginity, Ashley? 16. 16. 15. 15. And when you 14. Right. A couple more minutes. I was 11. I don't remember. I was 8, damn it. What's virginity? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I pretty much said, you know what, I'm freaking stoned and do what you need to do. I'm softer than these guys. Same concept as a cock. Chew all you want, just don't break the skin, baby. Well, I get six, then I'll turn three if I have the creature. And it seems like Sorry. like you can run this this package, and you can put out a creature that ends up doing all kinds of crazy stuff and wins you the game, and you can make your sideboard so that you can switch into almost a, an entirely different deck. And see, and I've thought about another target of using... Hellkite Overlord because it's an 88 Flying Trample and it has a green black that I can Hey Dum-Dum! No, I know. (laughs) I was going to say that I got to join. Right. And at least three ways This week, we're going to be brought to you by all the lubricants that you have in your mom's drawer by her bed. Anyway. Why would you have lubricants in your mom's drawer? Well, you know why. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Says says the man who, for a thousand dollars, would... No, I was... Have relations. What was that, episode two? That was that week. That week, yes, I needed money bad. (laughs) This week, I'm okay. I'm set up. I'm good. This week, you do it for... $20. $20. Right, I'm much worse off. <laughs> oh, Jesus. With lubricant. 
Anyway, you can find us on Facebook at Raiders of Teferi's Puzzle Box at yahoo.com. And, um, where else? Uh, Twitter. Twitter. Uh, <laughs> Raiders of TPB. You can also find us on iTunes. Please and subscribe to MTGCast at iTunes. And write us a review if you got a minute or two. That's about it. Yep. Well, thanks for tuning in to Raiders this week. And I'm Sam. I'm great flavored. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Two-minute podcast. <laughs> We're really shortening. We, the content just doesn't seem to be provided. Magic <laughs> <laughs> the Gathering rules. We're done. And that's <laughs> episode one. <laughs> We're going to do two podcasts. One that that's two. Box. How awesome would that be? We could set it up for like a, a two-minute podcast, send it in to uh, Otwell and everything, and like set up a different name. And it's every week we just make the two-minute podcast beforehand. And we have two podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's real easy to listen to. <laughs> call, it, call it the prototype. Wait, no, they already do that. Oh, never mind. Anyway, I'm Josh. Hey, I'm Sam. Great flavored. <laughs> I'm Clarence. And today we got an extra special guest with us. Uh, as we, as you remember from episode 17, we said we have a, a whole mini-series going, and tonight we bring you one of the most beautiful women maybe in the world, Candace. Hi. I've mentioned her many times before, and she is so excited to talk and <laughs> tell us all about what she thinks. Well, about all about stuff. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> stuff is what she calls her vagina, so... There you go. <laughs> Candace is Sam's wife, my lover, and she's just my sister-in-law. Yeah, I had nothing. I hope you weren't going to go any further. <laughs> Damn it! That hasn't happened. Um, yet. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I want to ask Candace: When you were little and growing up, like 10, 12 years old. You know, like when you were young and you hang out with friends and you guys would go watch television or you would talk about something. And don't forget the pillow fights. Right, of around fights. the age of pillow fights. What would what age would you think that would be? What? Pillow fights? Like the things I've mentioned, what age group am I thinking? Like when you're teens, I would say 12, 13. 12, 13. When you were 12 and 13, did you ever want to sleep with a celebrity of any sort? Do you have a celebrity Of course, crush? everybody loved JTT, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Come oh, on now. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Did you have a poster? I did not have a poster, but I had all the Tiger Beats and Team Beats and whatever those stupid magazines were. Who's Ty- uh, well, who is JTT? Jonathan Taylor Thomas from Tool Time. From Tool Time. Tool Time. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely home improvement. Home improvement, my dad. <laughs> <laughs> if I say Tool Time, everybody knows what I'm talking about. So you home actually, improvement? you had naughty thoughts about Jonathan Taylor Thomas, about wanting to sleep with that little mop-headed, mullet-wearing dude. I'm pretty sure every girl my age did. Like, actually wanted to have intercourse with this, like... I'm pretty sure at that age frame it was just like making out and him touching boobs. Well, his question was really. <laughs> so, was the first was person that you like celebrity? That wasn't his question. Okay. He said at that time. I know. I was gonna try to get more though. Well, that's what I'm getting more. You, you said touching boobs. So you guys sat around and you're just like, oh, I want to make out of them, and then like the cool, <laughs> the cool crazy chick would be like, I want him to touch my boobs, and you guys like. Hee-hee. Like that? <laughs> I don't think it was something we ever talked about, like cliche slumber party that boys always think about and fantasize about. I'm really sad to break it to you because I'm sure a lot of people that listen to this you podcast guys tried live on each in this reality. Everywhere. It didn't happen that way. Whatever. <laughs> and that's all for Candace. I refuse to believe that. Thanks for coming, Candace. And crushing everybody's dreams. As it turns out, Candace was a lying. If you had sex, we didn't music, start doing that right until we were like 16, 17. Come on now. Naked. <laughs> who, was the, who was the first celebrity that you wanted, that, that you actually 
wanted to do. You were like, God, I would just fuck him. Fuck him. I had a pretty fuck. hard crush on He's Devin a- Sawa or whatever that guy's name was. The Idle Hands oh, bitch. Oh, yeah, he was cool. From Casper. He was oh, pretty okay. hot in Casper. Yeah, I didn't know he was in Casper. I just like Idle Hands. He's like, like the hot guy in Casper. Isn't he only in the He's last five minutes? I thought Casper That doesn't matter. Just because he walks down the stairs one time doesn't mean that's not his no, movie. That was it. You are like, so oh, he's coming <laughs> down the stairs to my heart. While singing the beautiful song pants. and having the light shine out around him. Oh, like touch your boobs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he went over to Christina Ricci and just like, hit, like palms on nipples. Covering like a, a little hand bra. That could have been me. And yeah, all you girls were like, "Oh, that could be me." And ten years later, she was she was in her underwear with a chain with a Samuel L. Jackson. Yep. Oh, that's that where it happens when ghosts start touching your boobs. You end up in a chain Samuel Jackson's front room. I'm sure, it would traumatize you somehow. Like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's my beard. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, what's the uh, what's the most entertaining thing you witnessed this week? That was all you had for that. Wipe out week. for sure. That's what I'm gonna say. You didn't <laughs> just say. Kidis like is excited show. to talk about the show. <laughs> <laughs> wipe out. It's the best show ever. The Again, kid, the look, kids look. saw the show and are now addicted. My daughter. Tell me what it is. Calls it her her sucker It's like Kidis goes. Why I don't remember what. Watch wipe out today. <laughs> Sorry. She got to watch it. They got to, they get to watch it at seven yesterday. right before bed, so it calms them down. <laughs> it's like that Chinese show where they all go through the big obstacle course and get the shit kicked out. Are we allowed to curse? You are now. Get the shit kicked out of them. But it's usually fat people and really stupid looking people, which makes it so amazing. Did you guys see the couples one? Or the mother, mother daughter, <laughs> father, son one? Yeah. I have not seen Me that one. Me and the kids watched that one last uh, Friday night. <laughs> I've so. only watched the first pair through and it was those Mexican people. Oh god. And they were both really, really fat. <laughs> and, and she, she keeps was calling like, oh, fat, fatty. <laughs> and like, Dude, that's the your co- dad. The commentary is like the best of that show. It's like No, he, it was the girl, the John contestant Houston. talking to her dad oh, saying this stuff. It was oh, hilarious. That's even better. But the commentary of the show is just wonderful. Yeah. I like like the first, after I watched the first of us like, okay, it's great. They watch it, they take notes and then they go through a place the commentary. They I mean they have to because like, it just, it's, and it's, and it's perfect. John something else, isn't it? Yeah, isn't the it the Johns? Johns? John Anderson. Yeah, John, Anderson John Anderson, because he's on, he does something with sports, because he's commented on it sometimes. He has a sports show, on. I figured sure. you guys might know him from that. I googled it, but there's so many John Andersons <laughs> out there that it was it was hopeless. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, John Anderson. the girl's pretty pointless. Because kind of got bored. She just kind of stands there and is like... Laughs. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes bees <laughs> attack her. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Talks about how hungry she is. When bees attack her, it's funny. When bees attack her, it's funny. What's the most entertaining thing you saw, man? Um, probably. You want to say Red Favre getting sacked by Patrick Willis? Yeah, I'm probably going to say football for the next. I don't know. Football eighteen podcasts. (laughs) Eighteen easily. But uh, yeah, preseason game. Red Favre was playing his first series since he decided to unretire or whatever. Again, and Patrick Willis ate his cookies, and it was awesome. Drank his milkshake. <laughs> yeah, got all up in that Kool-Aid. I kind of wish it would have like been a career-ending. <laughs> I got back. Bite of and I'm out. <laughs> well, uh, when did this happen? When was this game? Yesterday. Last night. Last night. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yesterday day, I was watching. 
top eight of nationals on GGS Live. That's all he does anymore is watch Magic games on the computer. He doesn't I discovered there's so much out there. He just watches them. That's pretty fucking lazy, dude. That, like, seriously, for like it's hours, endless. he'll just sit there and watch them. It's okay. Well, I was going to talk about that in a minute. Anyway. <laughs> I was just saying, while you were watching football, I was watching nationals. That's all. Is this nationals your your entertainment for this week? No, not it's at all. I'm just. I was just pointing that out. Are you sure? You don't want to go tool time or something? <laughs> I haven't actually seen tool time since we were staying with my mom in January and February time. You actually watched a couple episodes? Oh, yeah, it comes on TV. Yeah, you weren't all home, the, the kids weren't there. <laughs> Shut Jonathan up now. Taylor <laughs> I wasn't watching <laughs> Casper, come on. And a glass of wine. That's not what that is, Sam. I don't know what she told you, but that is back not problem. <laughs> Sometimes she'll just lock herself in the bedroom for like one, two well, hours, like relieving this stress. Always again. feels better afterwards. Massagers <laughs> <laughs> aren't shaped like penises. Oh, well. only when you want to get the hard to reach spots. <laughs> no, but this week I was going to say I have found uh, two different websites which just provide magic videos that are just wonderful. Uh, in MTGO Academy and uh, DraftMagic.com. MTGO Academy actually has articles and everything. It's all about like improving your uh, competitive game and whatnot. And it's really great. And you you can see people take like go into online constructed tournaments as well as sealed and draft and everything. And I I don't know. I find it quite entertaining. These videos are out there. I imagine I'm not the only person that watches them. And also in DraftMagic.com, you can just find endless videos yeah, in your love and draft. I'll tell you, and like you. And, and, I'll tell you the people that watch them. It's you, and all the two the people, people in it, and then the two other people they drag to come watch it. I'm like, hey, look, I'm in this video. And, and the like, their yeah. mom's circle of friends. Screw My baby made it to the internet. Back me up, peeps. Tell these guys Sam, what's up. She calls you lamb now, but I know she blows you while you watch it. <laughs> That's the Either that or you're a fucking liar. No, no, no. <laughs> I, she calls me a lame and a dork all the time, but the truth is, outside of watching the magic videos, she enjoys all the same shit I do. But earlier today, you told me that she blew you while I watched these magic videos. But I said we weren't going to talk about it in the podcast. Do you remember that afterwards? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Give me a refill. <laughs> <laughs> the most entertaining thing I watched this week is I watched The Nightmare Before Christmas for the first time ever. Oh, I love that movie. For the first time, first time ever? Really? Yeah, all together now. What do you think of it seeing it at your age now? I was like, wow, Liam really likes this movie, and I'm scared. Liam's <laughs> <laughs> my three. He really likes Coraline, too, and that's pretty scary. Coraline, Coraline scary. The shit. It's like my What's favorite like, right now. Yeah. We I moved, loved it. We moved into this house, and it has, like, the little wooden cutout, like, the Coraline door, and it's all, like, right. nailed shut. It's a, it's and a the service kids port are convinced the that the other mother lives through there. If you haven't seen Coraline, I'd, I'd give it five stars for it's originality just as a kid's movie in general. No. Totally, so scary. Totally want to leave pillow, uh, buttons on their pillows one night. But I didn't think it would traumatize them. Maddie loves life. it. No, Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Josh. That's, cool. That's just so mean. <laughs> I think it might traumatize them how many too awards has, much. How many awards has Neil Gaiman won for this? Like, the writing, even before oh, the movie, and now so the movie. Much. Everything. Like, like, even, like, comic books. He, he's won... All kinds of stuff. It's great. He's a, such a talented man. And yeah, Matt, really Matt Duplissi has got to meet him. I'd like to see That's them do more. Cool. He's from episode one. Two. Three. He's two. 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 No, just two. Anyway. Please do back soon. Who's in episode one? Nobody. It was just us. Oh. Just yeah, we, yeah, we didn't have a star. I, I guess star. It was a meet and greet. 
Yeah, we basically just talked about our history and a bunch of inappropriate things that I cut out that actually got put in. Presenting <laughs> 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 the wrong version. Anyway, <laughs> you gotta right. love the first episode. Yeah, Almost so every podcast. Nightmare Before Christmas, Christmas is what I saw. Um, that opening, that opening. Um, this is Halloween songs. It's it's wonderful. Yeah, that one. Halloween, and there's like, Halloween. I was like. Everyone you know, I sit down and actually watch it with Liam. He's been watching it all the time, like once a week or once a day for about a week. <laughs> and, um, and he turns around and says, like, "Oh no, it's Jack!" I'm like, well, "That's funny. He knows who the main character's name." And I was like, "It's kind of cute. He must like it." So I put it in. I sit down with him, and I'm like, "Holy crap!" And I'm, I'm looking at him, looking, I'm like, just looking at him, just looking <laughs> back like at the this. television, like back and forth, back and forth. I'm like, "Do I turn it off?" <laughs> Did you hold his hand? No, he was fine. He loved it. No, I mean for kids, you. Kids get into like a, a nightmare before Christmas coma when they watch. They're just like, uh, it's so amazing. do we own that one? No, we don't own that one. Okay, because here's a confession: I've never actually watched the whole thing through. I've, seen, I've, I've pretty much seen That's it. That's like where the bitch slap. But I've never actually sat down and watched the whole thing through. So to fix it. But like, I know the jest. I know the songs. I know the premise. Yeah, I know who Jack is. Okay, I know that Tim Burton really wants to do Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. This is a fact. One way or another. He's going to get it there. You don't think it's happened? Okay, if they it hasn't happened, it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen them together? There's definitely been some puppet I think there's some, there. definitely some puppet work in there. <laughs> you know Which I mean, one's the puppet? I'm saying. <laughs> so Martin's got his, his fist, fist up all the way. And died up. <laughs> Work in the mouth. Work the mouth. <laughs> I, I swear I'm not going to do this one, Timmy. I'm not going to do it. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> that was his hand coming up the back of his throat. And that was also <laughs> the agreement for Willy Wonka. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> and then Alice in Wonderland. Anyway, Once he gets the hand yeah, in there, he just kind of goes. Let, like let's this move on to uh, Love Johnny Depp. Yeah, Sam's movie this week. Give us a little backstory on it. Tell me what um, it is. Okay, uh, the newest episode we have up on MT- MTG Cast right now is episode fourteen. In episode fourteen, we bring it up. Or it's 15. Okay, definitely 15. And in, but it's in 14. You're right about that. Yeah, okay. We might, I think we mentioned it in 14. But in 15, we actually t- talk about it a little bit. I actually go into discussing the movie somewhat and uh, describing it to you. Uh, now that we're doing this new segment where, I, where we pick a movie and we all watch it, I figure this is the perfect movie. Josh doesn't remember it. If you remember from that episode, Josh did not remember it. Clarence had never seen it. And then whoever I guess with is most likely you'll have seen it with the most of the other people in the world. So, okay, Equilibrium. It's a movie based in the it's in the twenty first century. They never I don't think they actually go into what year exactly. If they do, I missed it. It just says early in the twenty first century. It said early in the twenty first century. Yeah, that's really big. Uh, they they talk about how for a minute. Uh, <laughs> A, a third world war broke out, like that was just so devastating, nuclear bombs and, and just how like death tolls at its highest and Everything's just gone to shit. And then they invented the... Uh, and then in fear of a fourth world war, they came up with, like, this drug or whatever. An idea it first. I know, well, they came up with the idea for a perfect society if everyone lived the same exact lives and everything. Totally communist. If the, if the world was void of human emotion. Yeah, if the world was void of human emotion. Yes. So it was like I talked about. There's a totalitarian government... You know, there's an upper crust like the you, father, right? You live this way, the father, or every the father's where everything is else is legal. This way is right; everything else is illegal. Yes, and the other thing to feel to have emotions is illegal, punishable by like the, the, immediate death. Yeah, immediate Towards death the end, yeah. and torching. Like that—that's what progress in the movie it starts off with. Like, no, they need to be tried, and then like father's will says no, they need to be killed on sight and everything. So the father's will is law, and that's how it. 
the whole world lives. So it is a little generic and actually a little bit overboard, but it gets to the purpose done. Yes, it's so good. Uh, the kid. What do you guys think the about kid the kid? Is so scary. He's like so creepy, but then you find out he's really like has before, emotion. Before we get into the kid, let the year it was uh, two thousand two. They didn't ever like I just it said was they year. It was, it no, was the, the year the movie was released was two thousand two. It was released December six two thousand two. It was uh, around the same times that like episodes two and three of the Matrix were coming out. Um, Christian Bell is the star, and there's actually about three or four other very identifiable. Pe- I- Identifiable people in that movie. Oh, which I want to bring up. This is uh, since you mentioned that the uh, the black character, the other uh, cleric, the uh, antagonist, if you will. That was the same guy from Serenity, right? The same guy. No, it was not. No. Oh man, they played like the same role. It looked like. Wait, wait. Him. Are you talking about the bounty hunter from that one episode? No, no not the bounty hunter from Serenity. Like the the. I don't know they're not. It's been a while since I've actually seen the movie Serenity. I apologize. Oh, man. I'm, I'm fairly certain it is. He's playing the, pretty much the same role. Okay. And since uh, I just talked about that also on our episode 15, I just listened to episode 15 today, if you hadn't guessed. And, uh... Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that's the same guy, and I was so excited when I saw him in Equilibrium. I was like, there he is! Okay. Even as a sword! <laughs> so, spoilers about the movie. I already gave one away. Um... Let's go back to the kid. Okay, yeah. Um, Chris, okay, the, one of the first things that happens in the movie is Christian Bell, he talks about how he is a the highest level uh, Grammatron cleric that there is. He, he's Everyone else considers him the best and everything. He And his main pr- uh, object is, like, as the Grammatron clerics, is to seek out sense offenders. People who have gone off their meds and are therefore sensing stuff. In this world... Having a piece, a book, a piece of literature, having a painting, a piece of artwork. It's propaganda. A mirror. Music. This was a mirror, yes, if for anything but, but uh, aesthetic reasons. You could have, like, one in your bathroom, I guess, was they the rule. They weren't allowed to have a frame or anything. Yeah, they couldn't have a frame, be decorative. Like, all of this is illegal. They burn, like, they find the Mona Lisa in the first thing in the movie, and they have to burn it and kill all the people protecting nice. it. Awesome. And, and... Yeah, like music. Uh, the first okay. Well, let's let's get past all of the. Uh, I'm just kind of picking the picture I'm because just, honestly, that's not the good. Okay, part so about Christian the movie. Bell, he's a, he's a, he, he seeks out sense offenders, and and it shows like him waking up one morning, and then suddenly like the the government's raiding his house, and they take his wife because she's a sense offender, and he just lets it happen. He just stands there and watches it happen because it's it. I, I guess I guess marriage isn't right the same here because they don't have the emotional concept. I think I it was all more for procreation and yeah, whatnot absolutely. in and this in the society. He could do about it. They had the warrant for the arrest, and that's just how yeah. it goes. And that's just how it goes. Absolutely. And so it shows this kid. Uh, he's in the bathroom the next morning, and he accidentally knocks over his dosage of medicine and breaks on the floor, and his kid sees it. That's something else you need to bring up, that there's two periods during the day where an alarm goes off throughout well, what we saw of the world. And everyone stops what they're doing immediately and takes that dosage. Yeah, you take the dosage right then and there. Absolutely. Um, and and so his kid, like, he, he he's just like, so you're going to report that and get a replacement, right? That, and he's like, yes, because that's the thing to do. Well, he doesn't. <laughs> but it ends up that he doesn't, and Christian and Bell starts feeling, and they're at a raid. This and this is the part I was trying to get to, and then it shows them at a raid. And he finds all this contraband, if you will. Like, they have to knock down a big concrete wall, and they find some paintings, and he finds, like, an old monophone? Or what's record player. It's, a, it's just a really old record record player, and he puts on the Flater Mouse. 
right? No. Was it not the Flater Mouse? It was Beethoven's... Oh, okay, There's it was some very recognizable piece of music starts playing, and he just breaks down, starts bawling. He's in tears because he's never felt before. This, this was, was all after new to he him. found the dog. He also had already had the dog. At the I was going to get to the dog. The, the dog, dog was before, before the that. Music. What, what the dog led him. The dog's what really, uh, in my opinion, Okay. Yeah, that's what uh, raid, was this at a prior raid then yeah. that he finds a dog? Okay, yeah. they find a whole bunch of dogs and then they did like they have to start killing the animals and one of the other clerics is like, Why did they keep these animals? I don't understand. Do they eat them? And then like and then shows like one of the guy goes in with this great big gun, he searches off in the animals and you hear the dogs crying and everything. You don't get to it's see him shoot the doggies. And it's pretty yeah, it's pretty devastating. And all of a sudden this puppy runs up. Well, with every gunshot, you didn't mention this, with every gunshot, it goes to Christian Bell, and he, like, is flinch, 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 and he's not supposed to do anything. Yeah. In my opinion, that was the worst part of the movie. It just keeps Someone someone pick it up from there. I was like, uh. Well, camera's on Christian Bell, and you hear it in the background, oh, that (laughs) one got away, and and, uh, you're a little yip, yip, and then Christian Bell looks down, and it pans down, and there's a little, like, they're found the cutest puppy obviously yeah. this cute ass puppy and Christian Bell looks it up and it look, lifts up the puppy to his face and it licks him and you go oh you have to I did I was while well, I was watching the movie I was like oh uh, and so he looks so to, it to, to keep them from shooting this puppy he says you know we need to take it for testing to which almost gets him caught again actually yeah. it does that is the initial thing yeah, so he takes it, he says, we gotta go get it tested for diseases or rabies and whatnot, and, like, totally lies and puts it in the trunk of his car and drives away. It shows him later on that night, like, sneak out to the nethers. The nethers, that's where they, uh, I, I guess it's, like, outside of city limits or whatever, and he was just it's gonna just release the, the dog. the people that aren't on the yeah, suppressant drugs. It's the uncontrolled environment. Oh, okay. Okay, they have this whole territory outside of civilization I guess okay and so he's gonna release the dog and like as he's like he puts it outside the car and he just couldn't let it go because it sits outside his door whining and whatnot. and then all of a sudden the police show up like I guess the Gestapo if you will and uh and they're like oh no he finally says he can't do it he can't let go of the dog so he puts it back in his trunk and he's about to leave he, and uh all, then the police show up and they're like Whoa, whoa, hold up, what are you doing? He's like, tries to tell them who he is, but his identification's in the trunk with the dog, so he couldn't. And then there's all these guys around him and everything, and there's, and they're like, and then finally they recognize him, but then the dog winds in the truck, and then so he ends up having to fight them all, and he kills them, and it was just awesome. You're really glossing that over. It's awesome. That, it's is, just, that is the, what do you think? As a girl, watching that, so that we're not biased, because we go into this movie already liking it. What do you think? Oh, no, I really like the movie, like... What about that scene, that fight scene? As far as fight scenes go, and you being more estrogen than testosterone. I don't know. I think it had, like, comparable to the time, like, The Matrix and whatnot, and it had very, very, very cool fight scenes. Mm-hmm. It was pretty The fight scenes. He fucking smacks the, the... Two guys pulled big-ass guns at his head. He just lifts his hand up, smacks the guns, and they flip around, and he catches them in his hands. And just shoot like they aimed right back at those people. Shoots their own guns. Uh, Then he just drops those guns, and he has like the auto gun come out of his sleeve and just starts freaking blasting people. Makes me wish he had a gun when he was yelling at that dude that came on the set. 
right. If you ever see a cleric, don't go grab five of your buddies and stand directly around them with them <laughs> arm's length. It is a bad idea. You and five of your buddies should not ever stand around a cleric with ill that. purposes in mind. There was like two or three scenes exactly like yeah, that. Yeah, they were just, they just like that. They all circle on the guns. <laughs> he takes them out. And yeah. how about the pistols? It, like he, his pistols had this little mechanism that had these little fa- like things come out the butt, and so he flips them around and uses them like like weapons. And it, it was just <laughs> fucking awesome. Watch <laughs> smash people in the shit out of face with those things. Oh, man, oh Jesus Christ! Christian Bell being a badass without the bat suit. There it is. The bat. Or the, within Terminators. With inside. In my opinion, the worst part of the movie, other than the dog scene, was the the fight with Tay Diggs. Mm-hmm. Like really? Which one was Tay Diggs? The the black guy. Okay. The, the black guy. The one. Who yeah, yeah, it lasted. Was he in Serenity? Did you check that out? Yes, no. he was. I charged on it. Okay. Uh, yes, that's awesome. Uh, Three point two seconds. I mean. No, I love that. I love that he goes in there. He goes to like thirty bad guys, and they uh, draw, draw. And it comes into the little scene. like. What would you call it? A little, uh, the circular room. He fights his way up through the government and everything. He finally comes to the last stage area. Where, like, the seven people come out and, like, circle him, like we were talking about, and he takes him out within seconds. And this is all sword. This is actually sword. No, that one, the first seven guys who pistol whipped him with the guns. Yeah. No, inside the circular yeah. room. The first seven guys. And then he, he gets the sword. The butts of his guns. He takes. He, he gets the sword right before he takes out Black Dude at the end. All right. Okay. Well, here's what happens. Right like before. he takes all those people out, and uh, this badass cleric that actually caught on to Christian Bell and was the one that busted him, um, you know, stands up uh, away from Father, you know, pulls out the sword, and you're getting ready to see this badass sword match. You think so? Like they set it up for it. And Christian Bell is so badass. This is why I liked it. It's not a badass sword match. It's three moves, and then Tay Diggs' character is standing there frozen, arms down to his side, and, and he turns his head. His gun belt, his gun belt drops off because it turns out he cut that off first, and then you saw blood running down his hands. And then, as Clarence says, he turns his head. You see profile, and the front side of his face slides off because of the there was an uppercut from the sword. It's so sweet. Yeah, it. it, it it, it, you, you want to be disappointed, but at the same time, you're just blown away by how badass it is. <laughs> Did you see him do a little mock sword fight earlier in the movie, where like it shows Tay Diggs like actually being like holding his own and yeah. actually gets a punch in even. So you're thinking, okay, this guy must be yeah. kind of badass. And I, I don't know. I rewound it and watched it like <laughs> six or seven times. <laughs> just like, wow, his face is sliding off. That's awesome. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't tool time, but what do you think about Cam's? I really like the movie. I had forgotten pretty much that I had seen it until we rewatched it. Right. As we started watching it. it was stars. I think I'd I give it four. four. I give it three and a half. I'm giving it a four. Because you're a follower. Yeah. Well, no. I eh, whatever. <laughs> Call me what you will. Uh, the. I compare like the fight scenes in it to the the fight scenes out of Matrix Reloaded, but the what story in it to blow the freaking story from Matrix Reloaded out of the water. <laughs> I got, a, well, I got a couple story. fast. Curious facts. George goes to school blows the story out of the water. <laughs> God, Matrix Reloaded blew outside of the fight scenes. Actually, I only I watch that movie on mute anymore. Go on. Shut the hell up. <laughs> I only found one. What I thought fact. was really interesting uh, in the movie, John Preston, Christian Bell's character, killed 118 characters. Which is exactly half of the 236 characters that died in the movie. <laughs> and it's the her- third highest total of character deaths caused by one character in the movie. That's pretty cool. 
Because it like the reason it's half the people that died in the movie because it just shows them mowing down like the the offenders, if you will. Uh, there, there are certain scenes in the movie they just freaking just mow them down. I love the opening where he's shooting the people that have the in emotions, the dark, but it's lights. dark and you can just see it as they're just being the, blown the away. Barrel flashes. Yeah, I love that part. Yeah, so June, June. Actually, we were watching them together, and my wife June. Like when it's done, she's like, "That was badass." I'm like, "I know." He slid in on a like door a that he kicked in into a dark room and killed eight. It was eight so. Eight remember, it was dark and quiet. No, it was a dozen. I think it was. had at least a dozen before he went in. Yeah. yeah, but it was so great because like. It's so it's dark for like a good ten seconds with nothing going on, and, and suddenly you, and suddenly you hear people up. whispering, "Did we get him? Yeah, is he dead? Did anybody hit him? Yeah." I actually was like, started messing with my television. Is it messed up? Did we? Yeah, is this a bad <laughs> copy of the movie? What's going on? Oh, that's right. They're hearing whispering. <laughs> anyway, uh, so go check out Equilibrium. That was my pick of the week, and it seemed to be a hit. So all right, well next week. We're going to try to do my movie, and... Uh, Josh is going to tell us what it is now, giving you guys an opportunity to go watch it, so maybe you can enjoy, enjoy the discussion somewhat even more. Okay. Right. We meant to do that last week. Sorry. I was going to ask you guys, and based upon whether or not you've seen these movies, is what it is. Um, have you guys seen Brick? Yes. No. I, I thought it was okay. Okay. No. What about The Born Identity? You know, we, you know neither of us have seen that. We That's discussed this going. already. We're going with the Born Identity for next That's week. That's the first one? First yeah, one. Yeah, okay. You've oh, seen that. We've watched <laughs> it together. I never, yes, we have. I don't <laughs> remember it. You watched I, it. I remember, <laughs> I remember watching it. Right now, <laughs> when we even rewatched it again on DVD, like for um, my mom or something. I know yes. That. I know that. not. Yes, when we looked in Blackball. All right. All right. So next week we're going to talk about the Born Identity. Um, we're going to go right into uh, Factor Fiction, and this is a little game where each of us is going to tell a story, and then the other three... Yes. I you about this, like, twice. And this is a story, and it doesn't have to be true, it doesn't have to be false, you know, it's whatever you want it to be. Entertaining. We, just, we want it to be entertaining, that's what we're looking for. And at the end of it, each of us will go through and say Factor Fiction. That's a story, Clarence. I love it, the tangents. Josh is going to go last because he's been wanting to tell us a story all week. I had to stop him twice last night from telling me the story as he said the first few words. I told him to shut up. So it's going to be good. I hope so. Wait, Clarence, go with yours. Nah. Okay. Candice. No. You go first. You want me to go first? Uh-huh. Okay. I always forget to think of a story, so <laughs> i got to think of one. Oh, that's nice. There's a lot of them, though. I know one that you could talk. All right, go. Okay. Still yours. Uh, about two years <laughs> ago, I was working in a local. Uh, Wait, start the story right. Story starts once, once upon, upon a time. time. Once upon a time, I worked at a little ice cream parlor downtown. But it was more than just an ice cream parlor. It was your local neighborhood Brahms. Uh, it was a very busy restaurant with uh, glass walls and you know big window sides and everything, uh-huh. so you could see what's going on inside and what's going on outside. Well, it's very busy constantly, and one night I'm just uh, working, making burgers and ice cream, as as always, being fat. And uh, there was a... <laughs> I just happened to be watching this. fact. The three people start walking inside, and we have the double doors where you come through one door, but that's not enough. you got to immediately go through another door, and they were big glass doors. Well, the leading these three people coming through the first door was this incredibly old woman. Probably shouldn't be walking. I'm kind of surprised she was. Yeah. Probably isn't not anymore, but uh, because as she was walking, her she was wearing high heels. I know it's just like you're asking for a lady. Uh, her high heel gets caught in the back door, coming back to shut, and trips her, and she just falls face forward and goes head first through her other glass door. 
and it's just the, the craziest thing you see in the whole world because you like you, I, what do you do <laughs> she's already through the glass you're, I'm standing probably 20 yards away with a counter and like multiple people between us and like no one else seemed to see and I just stood there for like probably 10 seconds like what do I do <laughs> somebody told me to cut that on video <laughs> right I wow that'd be cool if someone did there's a lot of people there uh www.youtube so like her glass blood and like old lady bits everywhere and old lady bits she ended up being like she was still (laughs) conscious after this like as I was her people she was with were obviously right there first on the phone calling the police so I didn't have to worry about doing that I just had to do a shit ton of paperwork because I was the you know person in charge when this happened and uh she ended up to be okay in the end, but how? Were you, like, upset when I had, like, oh, motherfucker. Come on, A lady. little bit. I'm going to die. I'm going to be for an extra hour because of this. I kind of went, oh, that kind of deal, because I just knew that was just all sorts of just piles of shit that that created. But uh, in the end, I think she ended up to be okay. I think. Sam's as much as old, no old while he says all this. Old, it, it was an old lady. I mean, how okay was she going into it? I don't know. Maybe she was a Teen Titan when she was younger. But she, uh, Obviously, okay, she was still pumping the high heels. In the end, she did get her ice cream. Did I just want to throw that out for there. For real? Yeah. Uh, after, like, it was like two hours later, the one of the ladies she was with came back, got ice cream, and brought it to the hospital for her because she said she still really wanted her ice cream. Huh. Yeah, I bought it for her. That is a loyal customer. Whatever. But there you go. I guess. <laughs> There's my story. <laughs> um, Old ladies head through glass. Fiction. I would say fiction also. <laughs> Uh, Candace isn't going to guess on this because she she is my wife. Not much happens. She doesn't hear about, and she knows it to be fact. Oh, this this, this, yeah, this, this happened. Holy Old lady head crap. through glass walks away. Not uh, she didn't walk away. Not by any means, but <laughs> she uh, she may have eventually walked away from the hospital. Was this, or black this was in Honka. Wow. Huh. Why did you never tell me about right? that? And I never heard about this. It seems really strange. I, I, didn't, think, I didn't think I had told you guys about that. All so. of these going through glass is funny. Yeah, that's you like, gotta absolutely. tell people. Absolutely. <laughs> remember the story Daniel Lyon told us that ended up to be fake about the old lady falling on the stairs? I remembered it then, and I've been wanting to tell it since. Candace, tell us the story. So, that once upon a time... If you live in Ponca, which many of you probably don't, but it, you know of the Southside Sonic and the extremely stupid-ass steep exit that it used to have. They, they recently, recently if remodeled. If you had to give it a degree. Like, it seriously was like a good 45... Oh, I would say like a good 45-degree angle. Enough Jesus. that if you take your foot off the brake, you're, you're going down pretty quickly. So I was about... And down she went. I was about Sorry. 16, and my little car had three other people with me. Was not in the best, clear state of mind, I must say. We were driving through Sonic what do you, what do you to by that? meet up with somebody, not to get any food or drinks. So, <laughs> what, what were you there for? <laughs> to meet up with somebody. It was a good meeting place. She's doing air quotes while she says all this. <laughs> as I, so as we're exiting and everybody around me is goofing off and being dumb little 16-year-old... <laughs> Shut up, Clarence. I'm on this extremely steep hill and I see this old man coming. Well, all the people in the car start talking about how hilarious it would be if we ran out oh of the old please, man. Please let the story do what I want to do. <laughs> no, you're not even going to know. It's so fucking insane. <laughs> So, I'm laughing my 
ass off. Cannot stop laughing. And as you know, if you're cracking up, the one thing you don't want to happen, happens. My foot comes off the brake just slightly as the man's right in front of me. Just enough to knock him down as he tumbles with his cane into the road. (laughs) 14th Street, which Ponca City's busiest street. Yeah, one or two or three. I would say their busiest street. Oh, yeah. So as this old man is getting up and cursing at me and waving his finger and hitting my car with his cane, everyone's like, holy shit, do you see that? And I'm like, I just did it. I know what happened. We look down to where now it's a big gas station, but like right there on the corner where Dixie Dog is, there's two cop cars with this little bitty red car pulled over. We're all watching it. A fucking clown climbs out. Full on clown gear, wig, everything. We are tripping balls. We are like, holy shit, is this happening? Or we just see it. They took pictures with their phones, and I can give you the names of the other three people to verify that I did run over the old man, he did beat my car with his cane, and then we saw a clown being pulled over and arrested by two cop cars. And at the end of the night, I got one of those stupid little mouth glow sticks that you keep in your mouth with the little holder stuck in the back of my throat. I had to go to the emergency room and have them distract it, whatever. Extracted. <laughs> Very embarrassing to my mother who was working there. Right, and then the doctor comes out from behind the curtain and it's the clown. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'd be a little too crazy. It's the old man. Then you're so, like, this, this is going back in. Who thinks my story is true? <laughs> since since you gave away the other three people that have pictures, yeah, you should have left that out. I'm going to go ahead and say that's fact. It was insane. <laughs> it's like three stories in one. But that's why it was so crazy, because everything just kept happening. Damn you, Robotessen. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we definitely don't promote that. <laughs> oh, lordy. Anyway, Claire, tell us the story, man. Hold on. So were you hooking or what? Yeah, that's what I was doing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, so once upon a time in a galaxy far, far away. Beautiful, sir. Actually, it was just right here in Punk City. Uh, I had a couple buddies that were having a New Year's Eve party, and I, I went out there and, well, got really drunk. Okay. Claire used to drink so, back in the day. When I got there, they were like, hey, man, you need to catch up. I'm like, okay, I'll catch up. And so we're drinking Sky Vodka. And, oh, no. And, I remember this night. And I'm like... I remember this night. Mark Oates tells me... Thank, Who were you with that night? Thank you, Mark Oates. Uh... Well, at the party, the party was at Mike Colvatt's house. I know, but Sorry, we Mike showed Trump. up late with you. Uh, you? Yeah, that's right. But anyways, who, I get there. Who didn't fill adults? Never mind, go on. And, and Mark's like, dude, you gotta catch up. We've already had like 11 shots. So I'm like, okay, 11 shots. And then I was pretty drunk, and I was like, uh... My, we all did our New Year's resolutions, and my resolution was to quit smoking, which worked. As he picks up the Not at all. Uh, so every time they went out to smoke, I would take more shots. And then finally, I'm, I'm like, they have a. Uh, it's New Year's Eve. You didn't have to stop until the next day. Uh, what's the a disco ball? Sure. Uh, the mirror ball? Like a strobe light with a disco ball set up and techno music playing. I'm in there and I'm, I'm dancing around and I'm like. We were playing with. Go with the dark taste. I really <laughs> gotta quit drinking. So <laughs> I go in the kitchen and I'm like, okay, what can I drink that <laughs> isn't alcoholic? And I open the fridge and there's this big jug of lemonade. And I'm like, yes, lemonade. <laughs> so I'm pouring these uh, 
mason jars of lemonade, and I'm drinking that because I don't want to get any more drunk than I was. But they didn't tell me that before they started drinking, they put another bottle of Sky Vodka <laughs> into the lemonade. <laughs> so, so we're, you know, here I, I go back over the strobe light, and I'm starting to feel like, oh, God, I'm going to die. And, you know, about... 30 seconds back in the strobe light I look around and the room's not standing still anymore the strobe light's really freaking me out so I dive head first down Michael that stairs and I lay there in his yard puking saying dude I'm pretty sure I'm gonna die for like and, and Mike's holding me you know no. keeping my Sam was holding you uh, Sam told me you keeping so my good. head out of the puke and they're trying to get a hold of my sister to come pick me up we were and there for, like, 40, 45 minutes, so, were, you know. There were, like, 14 phone calls later, they got a hold of my sister's roommate at the time, who... Was it Stacy? Not roommate, but... Her, it was her friend. Her friend, we, Stacey, we drank with a lot. Whom we drank with a lot, and I have a very large distaste for it. I do... I, it's not so that I don't like her. At the time, she was fine. No. Later on, no, we grew a distaste for no, her. No, because once they gave me the phone and she was on it, I was like, You're not my sister! And hung up. Yeah, and that's why it was 14 phone calls, because they kept trying, and I kept hanging up on her. But she comes to get me, I get home. Anyways, back to the, the basis of the story. That's that's how drunk I was. I was throwing up blood. Yay, whatever. The next morning, I wake up, and I didn't have a bed back then. I just had a mattress on the floor. And so I'm laying there on the floor, and I'm like, there's probably two. I'm like, oh, man, I'm... I'm good, I can go to work. And I sit up, and I start puking into a five-gallon bucket that I was puking into the night before. <laughs> and I, I puke once, and I puke a little bit more blood up, and I'm like, eh, fuck it, I'll go to work anyways. <coughs> so I go to work, and I worked at the same little ice cream shop that Sam speaks of, and I go in, and I clock in, and it's, you know, 2.30, I was supposed to be there about that time. So... I lay down on the back room floor <clears throat> for a good hour and a half, feeling like hell. And about the time, about that time, uh, Shay, not Shay, Sheila, I don't know which one. <laughs> Either Shay or her mom, Sheila, walked through and was like, if you're going to be here, you need to work. I'm like, okay. So I stand up and I go out and I'm working the ice cream line that night. Registered too. Uh, <laughs> and the customer is like, I need a single dip of orange sherbet. And I'm like, okay, so I walk over, grab the waffle cone, lean down to scoop the orange sherbet, look at it, turn around, puke all over the conveyor. (laughs) (laughs) Run to the bathroom, still got the orange sherbet in my hand, by the way. Throwing up in the toilet. You still want this? (laughs) And then I eat the orange sherbet, (laughs) and then I go back to the back room and lay down again. Another hour goes by, and Sheila's like, Sheila, I don't know, I think it was Sheila. It's like, clock out, <coughs> you, you can't be here today. <coughs> and I'm like, okay. so I got paid for four hours of being on the clock, threw up on the conveyor belt, which, sorry yeah. about that, Earl. You didn't have to clean that up, did you? Earl Troutman. <laughs> he still works there. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, that's, that's my story, that's what... You left out a couple little pieces that I like to bring up. But, okay, fact or fiction? 
I'm gonna call it fact because of what you just said. You kind of ruined it. Oh lordy. I took almost as many shots as Clarence, and I was almost as drunk trying to handle this situation. Do you remember I when remember? we got back to the apartment, and my sister gave me the piece of bread, and I dropped it into the toilet, and then I tried to fish it out and eat it still? Oh, not really. No. While I was throwing up. Oh, I don't no. remember that either, but okay. my sister oh. said this. Right. She wouldn't really. Wow. Look. She was taking care of you. I think that's that enough of that drunk night. But yeah, I, I <laughs> puked. Pretty sure Clarence got alcohol poisoning that night because he was puking up blood a lot. A lot of blood. I remember because I was like, that's not good. So, a little advice. If you got to catch up, don't fake ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> Fill ten of the glasses with water, one with vodka. Look, guys, I'm caught up. Yay. And your hardcore. <laughs> Since then, Clarence has had a natural hatred for Sky Vodka. Fuck Sky Vodka. I remember there was one time Damn he got drunk on bottle. something else, took someone's bottle of Sky Vodka and like took it and smashed it. Even though he wasn't... No one was trying to make him drink it. I hate Sky Vodka. <laughs> <laughs> the side of the bottle's infuriating. <laughs> so once upon a time, which happened to be Friday night, um, we had a really crazy night at work, and we all went to go hang out at this guy's house. And there's four of us sitting around. It's me, myself, and I. No. <laughs> me, <laughs> myself like a great and I. me, myself, and I in this little midget in my, my pocket. Shadow. All right, there was me and Angela and Vincent and Courtney. And on their way was another guy that's worked with us for a while. We four had worked together for a long time. And, and the other guy was Matt, Matt Smith, who was actually on the podcast, I believe, episode six. Something like that. Ish. Ish. And um, we're we're drinking heavily that night, and we're taking you know one drink after another, and mm-hmm. eventually we have a sixth person call and say, "Hey, I'm coming over." The sixth person is a chick that's been working there for three days. She's not welcome. <clears throat> Anyone who's worked anywhere knows that. And she's she's a little she's a little cute girl. She's got long bleach blonde hair, and just looks really really innocent. And we get this crazy idea to really mess with her. Like, really just mess with her completely when she comes over. How old is she? Um, she's 19 years old. Okay. Just started college. That's why she started working where I work and everything. And, um, anyway. So, the ideas come around, like, um, maybe we can jump out and scare her. <laughs> and I'm like, eh, no. I'm like, um... And I'm like, all right, if you guys really want to do this, here's what we do. Everyone's kind of really, like, giving some lame ideas. I'm like, all right, if you guys really want to mess with her, this is what we do. We're going to let her come over. And about 30 minutes in after she's got, you know, a little buzz going, um, we'll do something. And I was like, Vincent, this is your house. You're a guy. Do you have any, like, decorative knives or anything? (laughs) Or a sword? And he's like, he goes, he walks out of the room, comes back, and he's got this long-handled curved knife that's probably a foot long from point to, to hilt. Comes out with multiple AK-47. You're like, this is not where I want to be He's anymore. like, this is one, you know, actually, his, <laughs> so his, on, his line on. is, this one's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's perfect. This is the one I killed my dad with. <laughs> <laughs> Here's where it gets fun. And I'm like, about half an hour in after she's been there and got a buzz going. Why don't we set an alarm on somebody's phone? And when it goes off, we go, we all stand up, like, together, and we go turn off the lights and act like we're gonna kill her. (laughs) 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 Not cool. (laughs) Not cool at all. No, that's awesome. 
You're one of us now. <laughs> Drink the well, cup. This is Drink before she's here. And everyone is like, holy crap. And then we're all so drunk, it's like, that is a brilliant idea. <laughs> Alright, so we continue to drink, and it's, it's another half an hour before she gets there. So by the time she gets there, we are messed up. And she walks in the door, <clears throat> and just according to plan, um, I'm, I'm looking around, I'm like, are we really going to do this? There's so many ways this could go. <laughs> I'm meeting eyes with like all the people, and they're just like, smiling and giving me this little nod. <laughs> It's so hot. I'm like, really? I can't believe why are you taking advice from me? Why don't we just really kill her, guys? <laughs> so, so, um, like, it goes so far. And here's how, like, it starts <coughs> happening. Angela and Vincent uh, are doing this little conversation. And, like, the conversation's kind of dead except for this. And they're looking at each other. And, she, and she's like, hey, are we still going to do that thing tonight? And he looks back at her and says, I don't know. I really like this one. And this goes on for, like, two minutes of them saying no and yes and yes and no. We do it. No, we don't do it. I don't... I, and then uh, they, they get up out of their chairs and they walk out of the room. Like, out, path, out onto the patio in the back and they shut the door. And you can see these wild hand gestures. Like, they're fucking getting into it like, like Academy Award winning actors. <laughs> and it's crazy. And, like, the girl's already nervous. It's the first time she's hung out with any of us. She's 19. She's away from the town that she grew up in, going to college and everything. And, um... Uh, pretty soon, Courtney gets up and joins them. So it's me and Matt sitting by ourselves with her, and we're just like, "Hey, what's going on?" And that I mean, it's really, really crappy dialogue to her, and she's just nervous and she's typing on the phone. And I find out later, actually, that she thought we were gonna rape her. <laughs> <laughs> Matt and I were gonna rape her. <clears throat> and did uh, you? No, we did not rape her. Okay. So anyway, what they come back in, and they come back in, and they're all giggling. And um, <laughs> the alarm goes off on the phone, and Vincent like goes and grabs it and turns it off and says, "No, not this one." Like really getting into it, and like she's like, "What are you guys talking about?" And they just like ignore her completely, <laughs> and just freaking her out. And she's all nervous on the couch, texting her friends. As it turns out, I found this out too. They're like you know, I'm with these people. This is where I'm at. If anything happens to me, <laughs> <laughs> and good thing for her, you know, she definitely knew what she was doing. <laughs> Like she'd How been many times has she been in right. this scenario? <laughs> anyway, so he turns, off his, he turns off his alarm, and like it comes to a head where Matt and I are getting ready. Like, man, we need to leave. And like, I'm glad this isn't gonna happen. That was really fucked up. Why would we do that? And the alarm goes off again. <laughs> Matt and I are already standing up, <laughs> and Vincent reaches over and says, "Okay." And looks at Angie and says, okay, we'll do it. And turns off the alarm, walks into his bedroom. And, like, she's she's the only one not standing, sitting on the couch, and we're, like, all hovering around her. <laughs> Blocking the exits. Vincent comes out of the uh, bedroom with his hands behind his back. You know, all very suspicious. And Matt is by the door. He's the closest. And he's like, hey, go ahead and get the light. And, uh, and Matt gets like, as I said, and I'm sitting there next to the computer, and I'm like, I'll get the music. <laughs> Turn off the music. And it's really quiet, and it's really dark, except for, like, the glow of a little lamp. And Vincent pulls this fucking crazy-ass knife, <laughs> takes about one step towards her, and just starts busting up laughing. <laughs> oh, Lord. What, what, what Has she ever hung out with you again? <laughs> well, here's, the, here's where the story gets good. So the next day, we work. 
and we're all talking about it, and nobody believes that we did this, but there's so many of us that were in on it that it's believable. And uh, <clears throat> we're like, oh, I wonder when she works next. You know, I hope we didn't really mess her too bad. And we find out that she was supposed to work that night in about 15 minutes. And I look at the clock, and the time comes, and she's not there. <laughs> and I'm like, holy crap, Angie. What if something actually happened to her? We are going to get blamed. <laughs> We're, like, this girl's going to end up in a ditch dead somewhere, and I'm going to be accused of murder. <laughs> she uh, she was just running late, and she came in. Anyway, so that's my story. It would have been great if she would have called the boss and told him what happened. and been like, hey, let's mess with him. I want you to, I'm going to be like 30 minutes late. You just come out panicking saying, her parents just called and she's missing <laughs> something. Right, she was panicking. <laughs> the cops are going to be here to question everybody. <laughs> My manager thought it was pretty damn funny, actually. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah, so, fact or fiction? <laughs> Since you've been Did wondering. I saw you tell the story. That has to be fact. It was. It yeah, since you've been wanting to tell me for two days. It was amazing, right? Was it as good as I built it up to be? <laughs> I don't know what I would have done. I don't think I would have sat there that long just texting on the couch. Exactly. <laughs> and, and seriously, like I said earlier, what kind of scenarios has this girl been in where she's like, this is where I'm at, this is who I'm with, if anything happens... Right. <laughs> I'm not going to happen again. <laughs> I've learned from last time. This is what I need to do to protect myself. She was a survivor of one of those uh, horror movies where the one chick gets away. <laughs> mm. Oh, what's the predator guy's name? Chris Hansen. <laughs> She's like Chris Hansen. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's pretty much it. Taylor Hansen. Um, I guess we're going to get into the, the magic content unless you guys want to talk about Jonathan Taylor Thomas more. Or de- like deck list and stuff for us to discuss with, for us to discuss for our magic content. Uh, apologize for last week. Uh, 
The article went up the next day. That would have helped us immensely, but that's not needed to hear today. This week, uh, with all of the hype of, of uh, M11, and uh, like I said, I've been watching so many draft and sealed videos online and whatnot, I decided I, I had six packs. I'm going to do a sealed pull and discuss with these guys about what my picks would be, why, and see what their picks would be otherwise. Uh, so I had six packs of M11, and I opened them, and I have it sitting out here in front of me now. Uh, blue, blue is there's like twice as much blue as any other color. Is what I what I start off looking at. My I only got two non-basic lands. I got one glacial fortress, one terramorphic expanse. I only had one artifact in the six packs, it being one elixir immortality. The uh, rares that I pulled were reverberate. I got a fauna shaman, uh, angelic arbiter. Uh, Conundrum Sphinx, the Glacial Fortress, as I mentioned. I got a Foil Captivating Vampire, which would have gave me one more rare, right, guys? What am I missing? What am I missing? I don't see it. Well, there might be another one in here. Uh, it's not important. Um, so, looking at it, my red, my red sucked. My red was horrible. I had one Prodigal Primantry, he's playable. Two Fiery Hellhounds, they're, they're playable. Combust is great for the board. I end up with no lightning bolts, no lava axes. I did get one fireball. One fireball, which, as many of you know, that, that's that's a bomb. So that's uh, it being one red in the casting cost, it's splashable. Um, then looking at my green, green's such a solid color. If anyone who's done any M11 Limited knows that green, how solid of a color green is. And with a Fauna Shaman, it's great. So, uh... Playables in green, I got a Yavi Maya Worm, Garuk's Pack Leader, Acidic Slime, Kudril Droll, one Sacred Wolf, I guess that can, can be playable. Cudgel. Cudgel. C-U-D-G-E-L. Cudgel. Cudgel Troll. Uh, cult, one Cultivate, one Garuk's Companion, and one Wall of Vines. I also got a Naturalize, which is really nice to board in, just in case you see like a Whisper Silk Cloak or something, because as most of you know, that could just lose you and or win you the game, depending on which side of it you're on. Um... And then my white, I, I didn't have much white. It was actually my lowest color, but the, what I had in white was so great. I ended up with two wild griffins, one white knight, two pacifisms, one condemn, and then the angelic arbiter that I mentioned prior, who, who is just a big white bomb on his own. Uh, and then only like five unplayable white or six. Uh, one squadron hawk, one spire charge, holy strength, or two inspired charges, one tireless missionaries. I was so disappointed. If that card would have been anything else, then I could have had really good white. Uh, I'm going to move on to the black, which also was only... It was mediocre, because I ended up with one Quag Sickness, one Doomblade. Doomblade's almost splashable if I didn't have so much removal in my white, because I, I also, I didn't mention I had one Excommunicate. Um, so, and I had one Gravedigger, one Mine Rot, uh, one Bloodthrown Vampire, one Child of Night, Two duresses and one specter. Now duresses are can be really good depending on the archetypes you see in your draft and your uh, your opponent. And there's so many different archetypes that you can play in M11, as opposed to just about any of the other limited formats we've seen recently. Like with Resvel Drazi, there's a couple different formats, I suppose. Uh, but like M11 is just so wide open. But they so my uh, oh my blue. I didn't mention my blue. Like I said, I had like twice as much blue. And let me just go through this list briefly for you. Oh, Mass Polymorph was my other rare. Okay, so I had Mass Polymorph. 
my unplayables, I had Murphic Spy. I have Call to Mind, which that, that, that's a really good card. I think I'm really underrating that. Uh, one Alluring Siren, two Tome Scours, one Jace's Ensnare, the Mass Polymorph, Flash Freeze, Harbor Servant, one Phantom Beast. Those are the only blues that I had unplayable. Now, that what I had that was just awesome. I had one Conundrum Sphinx, two Air Servants, which can win the game on their own right there. One Cancel, one Jace's Ingenuity, one Preordain, one Ice Cage, one Unsummon, one Diminish, one Sleep, which I know there's a lot of haters for sleep out there. People are saying sleep's no good and limited. I freaking love it. I don't see how it can be bad. It was a bomb in M10. I believe it to be the same in M11. Uh, one negate and one mana leak. So my blue was, was so solid. So I figured that would be the cornerstone to to any deck that I go with here. Uh, so that gives me... That's 12. 12 blue playable cards that are just easily picked. And maybe even call to mind, so it could be 13. Uh, also, since I have the Glacial Fortress and the Terramorphic Expanse, I'm thinking like blue-white would be my... My best bet. Well, you're also yeah, one condemning two pacifism that tells you to go to white. Yeah, yeah, that's that's where my good removal is. So like, why wouldn't I go white? So how many I say I got twelve, and then I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight easy white playables. One with the arbiter condemn two pacifisms, excommunicate white knight, and two wild griffins. So what what's uh what's that put me at? Twelve. Twenty-two. Twenty-two, and then two are lands. So. Okay, yeah, so 20. Uh, I really like Elixir of Immortality. I know a lot of people say, uh, frown on it and Limited, but I really like it as a one-up in the deck. Uh, you, there is Traumatize in the format, and there are bombs that you can just keep getting back. Keep getting back, keep getting back. So it doesn't matter about their answers. And I also like the life game on the side, and it's just one card. Uh, also, like I said, the Fireball is splashable, so I would put that in. And since I have the Terramorphic Expanse, I would probably only do one Mountain... Maybe two, maybe two mountains, and support the fireball. Uh, but like, but as white's obvious choice because of the removal spells. But my green is really strong, and green blue is such a great format to be in. And I have more green playables. Why is, why is this crap over here? I set my unplayables on top. That's what happens. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight playables from green. So I actually have just a couple more there, and I wouldn't have to run like the elixir or the fireball, perhaps. I don't like Wall of Vines in Limited, in M11 Limited. Um, if I didn't have many answers to Flyers, then yeah, Wall of Vines would go in in a heartbeat, but I have answers in my primary Well, as everyone shape. knows, there's just a shit ton of Flyers in, in Oh, there is. There is. So, in blue and white, they put so many Flyers, and even black got some decent Flyers. And then in red and green, they gave you plenty of like tools to defeat Flyers. Absolutely. We got Pyroplasm back in this set, and I really like that. Not that I got one in my pool. Maybe Combust and Plummet and, and all of Vines. Just, just that's another thing. I have a. I didn't get any Plummets, but I did have a Combust um, in my red pool. So I mean that 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 can easily be boarded in uh, if I do face down red, uh, white, blue flyers. So that that's that's my picks. <coughs> uh, blue, white, and I'm not and and. I didn't. Any of those who have listened remember that, like, I won the sealed, and it wasn't that gay. Three volcanic strengths. Um, yeah, if I'm going against red, board those in. Mountain walk all over their ass. And my green, I, the sealed pool that I won for the pre release, I used blue white, and there's some of the same cards here, but not, not really, not really. Mm. I don't have Frost Titan to just win me games by himself. 
Um, so, Clarence, it looks like you're white, like in the red and black, even though I, I, it, it could be playable, but I really think the blue and white was the stronger choices. I mean, you guys at least agree with me there that blue white's probably the strongest two colors here, being that's where the removal are, that's where the bombs are. Yeah, by far. But between Angelic Arbiter and, um, I don't know, uh, there's Conundrum Sphinx. Jace's Ingenuity, Condemn. Two Air Servants. Mana Leak. Yeah, two Air Servants. And Conundrum Sphinx is certainly no sleeper either. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, this was the obvious choice, and it was right. And there's only, like, two cards in what you picked that I would... So what are they? I want to know. I'm curious. Okay. So, tell uh, me why. Blue, Diminish, and Summer. You don't like Diminish? Yeah. Okay. And actually, in your white, the only thing I can really argue is White Knight, but I don't... See a possible change on it, so I'm fine with it. Maybe he's I like Golden Glow. There's Moth so more. many ground creatures with two toughness. <clears throat> yeah, I know that's why. That's why he's good. Yeah, like, I'm fine with that. Um, I probably would have done Call the Mine. Yeah, Call the Mine. I, I am underrating it. It is really good. I mean, you can get back that sleep to, uh, k k just in case you didn't win with the first one, or yeah, just a, another larger creature. Probably those two. That's what I. Harbor uh, Servant definitely comes in if you're playing blue because, because it's a, it's a big old this. wall. He's a wall, or he's just a 5-5 five five that they can't block if you're playing are you in blue. Your, are you putting your version together? Oh, I, I pretty much have it right here. Well, let me see. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what I would have played. Okay. Tonight, actually. Okay, uh, same, same pool. I would have played black, red, white. Like you said, you did have the one fireball. I really like active treason, in case somebody else got a bigger bomb than you. Uh, I like the discard ability. I didn't put... Or did I? I don't know that I did. I didn't put the two duresses in, but they're there for the sideboard. Uh, I would have ran probably the one elixir mortality, arc runner, the two fiery hellhounds with the two goblin tunnelers to make them unblockable and then pump the crap out of them. Uh, Prodigal Pyromancer, because fingers rock. Fireball, Act of Treason, like I said, to take a bomb from someone else. Uh, the Black, I would run the Doomblade for removal. Liliana Spectre for the discard factor. Mind Rot. Uh, Child of Night, just as another creature with and, and the lifelink. Uh, Gravedigger, to get back any of my dead stuff. And Bloodthorn Vampire, to sack all my stuff to to win uh the white that i would use i would do black red white uh what the two wild griffins can't be bad block flyers or kill people two pacifisms excommunicate condemn and then inspired charge because the way i feel about it with the amount of creatures that i have i should usually have more the way and well with the amount of creatures and the removal Pacifisms, just multiple ways you to have get no rid creature, of creatures. Besides Dark Rider, you have no creature that has power two or more. Right. That's how I roll. Okay. And so I drop the 80 Maya Worm and just runs you over because you can't draw your removal? No. no. <laughs> happen. I act of treason. You have lots of removal in that build. Yeah. It's all about removal. I just tried to... When I looked at the cards they laid out, I looked for all the removal. And... This, in my opinion, was was the best of the removal. The three colors with the best removal. Uh, kind of sad that I couldn't splash green in there for the cultivate and 
ability to uh, acidic slime for more removal. But Clarence likes Hornet Sting. Hornet Sting rocks unlimited. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, the thought of Shaman, bro. I I don't like counter spells unlimited. I <clears throat> unless you have how many people do enough. Uh, the blue card that I'm missing that I wish I could play is Ice Cage as another pacifism. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I would have built. Awesome. So I would have beat you. <laughs> Josh, any, any, any further input? Okay. What do you think about Clarence's construct? Uh, he's going to play that deck better because it's more of his style. Absolutely. But I do agree with you and I. I think the bombs are in the blue and white, and that's where you got to go. Clarence, are you familiar with the uh, the acronym for limited? Uh-uh. Red? You're not familiar with it? Okay. Well, let me teach you. Wow. I did never want to bring this cause, bring this up because a lot of other podcasts bring it up. But bread is a good acronym for basing your, your limited deck on. Uh, B, standing for bobs. Of course, you need your bobs. You don't need your bobs, but bobs are what can win you games all on their own. So, of course, you want to get one or two bobs, hopefully, right? But R, I did yeah. Out of your pool... Yeah, the bombs weren't in the colors that you chose besides Fireball. Well, no, but I don't think you're... Your seven casting cost Angel is a bomb. Oh yeah, unlimited. You're gonna hit seven. You're gonna hit seven, no problem. Um, R stands for removal. You gotta have your removal. If you don't have removal in your deck, then you better have nothing but dudes, and they all better be better dudes than their dudes. And you, yeah, I don't know. You gotta have removal. E for evasion. You gotta have the evasion. You look for the flying, the fear, the intimidate, the trample. Notice the goblin tumblers. Yes, yes, the unblockable. They work is, well with. Is the best removal. Um, the dude that you can say. A is evading me. What does the A stand for? I don't know. I've never heard this. Shit. Either. You haven't either? No. Well, I know that D stands for dudes. You gotta have dudes. God, what's the A stand for? I was all like feeling cool teaching Answers. you guys. Answers? Yeah. Absolutely. I think you nailed it. Gotta have answers. Like, if they, if, 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 they, if they drop that, uh, what I call it, uh, Whisper Silk Cloak, mm-hmm. yeah, you better have an answer. Uh, what else? What other things that you, you've got to look for in M11 that you might not have an answer for? Like a ley line, I guess? I'm uh, saying. Goblin plus that guy. Dead. <laughs> Oh lord, you and your tunnelers. Getting decked, basically. There's definitely some blue out there that can Yes. Watch out for those Jason and Snares traumatizing Tome Scour builds. Can't be happy with that shit. I don't know. I'm looking for M12 for them to bring back our favorite ability. Good old Bandy. Uh, did you guys hear about the Scars? They are going to bring back one of the uh, core mechanics from Mirrodin. What's they, that? They haven't said which one yet. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did hear that then. Uh, you know, I mean, what do we have? We have Imprint. I think that's what it's going to be. What else was there? Um, the one affinity. Affinity, and what's uh, the arc bound? Arc that's modular. modular. Oh, modular. Modular. Yeah. That, that would be kind of stupid if they brought it back. Modular. I don't know. Kind of exciting. They need to bring back the good old abilities. I want to see some rampage. I want to see some uh, horsemanship. How cool would it be if they gave us horsemanship in M12? Well, that's all for the time. Next time we'll talk about banding. 
Oh, shut up. No, for real. What else did you have? We're going to talk about the 12-year-old. That we've been oh, about well, I gave you an opportunity there. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> cut that out. I will. <laughs> I'm trying to find his name right now, actually. All right, so I want to talk a little bit about... Um, Nats. Yeah, U.S. Nats. There was at least a rumor. I'm not. We're trying to verify it, but it, nobody can seem to do it. That uh, there was a 12-year-old in the top eight of U.S. Nationals, and um, Clarence took a strong stance to this when I mentioned it earlier. And we wanted to see, like, why why he felt the way he felt. So, what you tell us? He felt. I I don't like 12-year-olds being in top eights at major tournaments. <laughs> Why? Because they're fucking 12. <laughs> because it's not you. Right, well, no, yes. Yes, that's it. It's because I'm more than double 12, and it just really, really bugs me that this kid Went out there is 12 years old. <laughs> 12 years old, and I've been playing Magic for as long as he's been alive. <laughs> yeah. And there you go. I've never, I've never top aided at any tournament, and I just pretty much, I don't know. I build the wrong deck every time, and why does a twelve-year-old figure out, hey, I should play this deck and take it to this really, really big tournament with all these people that scare me and smell funny, and I'll go ahead and top eight. Well. I think it's a good thing because it shows other people his age that they can play Magic. Because without the younger people coming in, the, the, the game is stunted. Right. I'm basically whining because I suck. Oh. But. I bet he didn't go home with his first F and in forever. Do you, how do you think some of the pros that he had to play felt? I think his name was, was Anthony Eason. Eason. Anthony Eason. We're not positive he's, on that. He's so. the only one in the top eight that doesn't have an illustrious career. He's the only one that his only showings in the Magic database. Okay, what is was he US playing? Nationals. What was he playing? Red deck wins. The red deck wins. And he plays my deck. I the red deck wins deck that Clarence and I just got done looking over, thinking, "Huh, that's all four ofs." <laughs> so the kid plays my deck. I'm, I'm not 100 percent on this, but I top eights. Yeah, I'm gonna second 90, place. Wasn't 90%. there a legacy event too, where a 15 year old took it down or something? Yeah, or wait, wait, starts it again as 5K. 5K in Dallas. Yeah. And it was the legacy event? Yeah. No. I knew a, a, like a 15-year-old took down a standard event with vampires down there. Are you sure yeah. that's not what you're referring to? He won that, and then, the, no, he did not win the legacy event. The next day, he finished fourth in the legacy. Okay, there you go. So, yeah, the 15-year-old plays vampires. Uh, tier 2 deck. Oh, that picked up the tier 1 time. At the time of the tournament, tier 2 deck. And wins the 5k that I'm playing in. I I hate young kids. <laughs> Those whippersnappers. It is really I know, too. I'm sorry. I'm just talking about young kids winning tournaments. It freaks me out. When I first started, like someone I saw it on Twitter, someone said he was playing Jun and I was like, Are you kidding me? But I guess I I misinterpreted it. it was something like he might as well have been playing Jun. I at least that's how I can only take is how they meant it. Yeah. And we're not even we, we can't even verify that that person's twelve or that this even happened. But it had it, 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 ha it did happen. The 12 year old made top eight nationals. I know this. Are you positive? Yes. Well, there you go. Uh, they might not be, but I know I read it's, many it's of very people strange chatting it up and on It makes Twitter. you wonder, you know, if they still had the Junior Super Series around. No, they don't. Right. It hasn't been if, around for a while. That's what I'm saying. If they still had that around, 
with, would that kid be playing in U.S. Nationals and all these other events? I mean, probably. Obviously. But we, maybe we would have heard of him by now because he'd be warning, winning these Junior Super Series. Bring back the Junior Super Series so we know which 12- and 15-year-olds to look out for. Yeah, I know, right? We don't, we keep up with these kids. I mean, come on. Anyone out there about age knows this. <laughs> uh... But I was just talking to these guys. I really want to go to a 5K. Really want to go to a 5K. There's going to be two or three coming up in the next couple months down in Texas, and that's completely within our new ability. Yeah, absolutely. I really wanted to go to a Grand Prix this year, but none of them came anywhere near here. Portland was the nearest one, and Oregon's a long ways away. Absolutely. Uh, so maybe next year. Maybe next year we'll have one come closer, maybe like Omaha or somewhere in Kansas or something. We can get lucky. So, so, but there is a 5K going on. I would really like to go to it. If it's standard, well, if one of them is standard, let's go for it. Even if it's not standard, why? What's keeping us from going to another format? Honestly, guys. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So let's. What, I want to play on a legacy. So I want to want to set that date and we start looking or towards vintage. it now. How I, do you feel about vintage? I would go to a vintage tournament. <clears throat> Personally, like how I feel. Yeah. If there was actually like a 5K vintage tournament going on, would you be down to go? Let's say they let us have 10 proxies. No. No? What kind of deck would you build, Sam? What kind of deck would I build? For a vintage. <laughs> oh, shoot. There's so many options. I mean, you could go with just like any sorts of beatdown. You can go with like the Time Bolt combo. Oh, man. Would you innovate any? I would totally innovate. I, I know what I'd do. I would bust out my old Crusades. I'd get out the old... Uh... <laughs> I hate how nothing comes to mind. Swords of Plowshares. Moats. Moats, for sure. Moat is good. I would go with the old Keeper version with Sarah, featuring Sarah Angel before even Morphling came out. Or I would just go with, you know... Banalash Heroes. Banalash Heroes. We really need to research banding more so we have more names to use here. I say this every time. <laughs> That's the only banding creature we know for sure, besides like Wild Elephant or some shit. Well, Wooly Mammoth. Crap like that. Oh, I, I suppose next time we'll talk about banding. All music for Raiders of the Fairy's Puzzle Box is provided by Hearts for Hire. You can find them on Facebook, Hearts for Hire. Everything right now, it feels just fine. I'm in your heart, and you're on my mind. Something about this, it feels just fine. You and me, nothing is better, look me in the eyes, and don't destroy the weather, say I won't, believe me I don't lie, and I'll stay right here. I'll never leave your side, your side I know you look beautiful under the lights Take my hands and Come with me tonight We'll dance among the stars It won't matter who we were Or who we are 
and we took a chance Just let me have another dance Love comes once a lifetime Like a high school romance Stars in the sky They put a twinkle in your eye And moments have become suspended in time you and me, nothing is better, look me in the eyes, and I'll destroy the weather, say I won't, believe me I don't lie, and I'll stay right here, I'll never leave your side, your side. I know that tonight, this moment in time, place your lips upon mine. Right now, I'm just fine. Just fine. Everything right now, it feels just right.